0: Yes, sir. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Y'all been asking and waiting. We're like, when y'all going to do a video? When y'all going to do videos? We need to see it. We need to see it. Man, here we go. First time live in effect. And we're we going to go ahead and do it for y'all, man. We want to get y'all right started the new year. Of course, me, myself, here,
1: Sanders is here as always. Got my boy Dupree with me. Yes, sir. Excited. I'm excited about this first episode of New Year. Get on the get on the video. So, here we go. Yes, sir. Man, how you, how you been, bro? How you been living? Starting out to the New Year, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I was able to uh, be home for the holidays, be home for Christmas and for, for New Year. So, uh, it's been good to be with my folks and around the house and everything. Uh, it's starting back up here pretty soon, so we got to get back to yeah. it. But it's been nice to have some time off been nice having some time off, man. Get out of that that weather. I don't know what it's like <laughs> up there, but get out of the weather for sure. Nah, for sure, man. Man, if y'all haven't
0: already, always uh like and subscribe to the easy money sports podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, SoundCloud. If you like to listen to there, it, it's just wherever you want to get your podcast, man. As always, uh, follow the Instagram, follow the, uh, the Twitter, uh, as we uh post content on there as well. And uh, man, we're gonna get right into it as we uh, do as always. But first things first, uh, we want to get into of course a, a, a very uh, a serious matter uh, as we uh, update on uh, on Demar Hamlin, uh, a defensive back for the Buffalo Bills. Um, we all know um, what happened this past Monday. Um, I really don't have to go into details by now. Everybody has kind of you know seen and saw what happened and what was going on and. Uh, we know that uh the NFL has decided not to reschedule and make up the game uh, for the Bills and Bengals. So uh those two those two teams will be uh have one less game, obviously, than the rest of the league. Um so that's that on net. Um, but that's football. We don't really want to talk about that matter at the moment. We'll get to that later. Uh first things first is just really uh, updated on the health and the, the status of Damar Hamlin. Obviously, we know now uh, he's uh back breathing on his own. I was uh last I checked, I think he was breathing on his own, talking, uh, being with his family. Uh, a couple of players have uh chimed in as well. You know, obviously, everybody has been just pushing and praying uh for his his full recovery uh, as he is back on the verge of it. Uh, but, you know, I don't think we ever seen anything really um, like that happen on the on the football field. So, you know, I think it kind of traumatized, you know, I, I hate to use that word, but traumatized a lot of people. Um, so, man, just, I mean, your thoughts and, and feelings on everything and um, just how you feeling. I'm glad that, uh, you know, of course, that DeMar is, is back and kind of getting back
1: into the recovery mode. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch on TV. You really didn't know what was going on. And I, so on Monday, uh, me and my dad and my brother, we went and saw uh, the women's university of South Carolina. They went, they went to Athens and playing uh, UGA. So we were at the game and I was hyped for this Monday night game because quite frankly, this was, Going to be probably the best Monday night game we've had all year because yeah, all the other ones have been trash. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, this was it was supposed to be game of the year. Was, the so hype, this was the gonna, hype was there for it, yeah. So, this was going to be a good one. And so, I'm at the game and I have Monday night football pulled up on my phone and they're playing. And then he goes down, and just like anybody else, he goes down, and you think, okay, he'll be up. And they kept coming back and nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. So I'm at the game brain. I know what's what's going on. Cause I'm trying to listen and watch on my phone at this basketball game. And then everything happens and they show what happened. And um, it's, it's like everybody else, I you, you're kind of lost for words. Cause you don't know, you don't know how to react to that. I've been playing football all my life, all the way up through college. And then now coaching, I've never seen somebody collapse like that on the football field. Um, And then everything that transpired, having to bring him back, uh, you know, resuscitate him and everything. So um, I'm just glad that he's um, recovering. I'm glad that he's now able to breathe on his own and he's talking to his family. He was able to talk to his teammates and everything um, on FaceTime earlier today. Uh, So it's just it's good to hear that he's doing better. Um, there was a time where you kind of worried, and I know he's still going through, and there's a lot that needs to to happen. But the time where you didn't know what was going to happen, and, and the worst case scenario um, was with, was everybody was was scared of. Everybody was scared of the worst case scenario. So I'm just glad that he's doing better. Um, I'm hoping that the Bills, knowing that he's doing better, are able to kind of continue to. Maybe not go for as business as usual, but are able to get there get their heads and minds back to playing the game this weekend um and knowing that he's better um, definitely means to that so I'm just happy to hear that he's doing better, and I hope tomorrow there are more good updates and he you know that his lungs are doing better and neurological you know neurologically all that stuff is is still intact, so it was scary it was scary i haven't i don't I don't, you know, I don't know, and I'm, I'm glad to be, sorry. to be watching it is one thing, to be out there on the field, standing right there next to it is another. So I definitely can understand um, the reaction of the players on both sides.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, just imagining the, the players. I mean. People at the, the fans at the game just mm-hmm. being there and not really knowing, like, you know, in that moment, like what was going on. Uh, because you know, I don't, you know, maybe maybe the fans, like, maybe in the upper deck, they might not be able to like really see what the players, you know, were seeing and how they were feeling. But of course, um, the, the fans and viewers watching at home, as you see, like, the cameras is showing Josh Allen his, his look of concern, Stefan Diggs, uh, to uh. T. White, you know what I'm saying, like just I mean, even like you said, on both sides, Joe Burrow, like all of them had just like a, a big look of concern just because it was kind of, you know, uh, uncharted territory, uncharted territory, unprecedented to see uh, in the NFL. I mean, you know, we've seen uh, seen or heard, you know, similar stories of these happening like, you know, in the basketball court. Obviously, everybody knows about um what happened with, like, uh, Hank Gathers uh, back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, uh, that was not too long ago, actually. I think maybe a year or two ago, uh, the the, flood, the University of Florida basketball player, I think, you know, he had an yeah. incident, something like that that happened. So, um, you know, it's kind of been one of those things where, you know, it's, it, it has happened before, but not like that to where, you know, AED and CPR was needed. Uh, yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: At that point, you know, this was – it was – I mean, it's always serious dealing with, you know, concussions and injuries there in the NFL, but that was really serious. So, um, I, like you said, man, I'll continue to want to uh, pray and give him that strength uh, to, to keep recovering as he's going back through the stages. It's, it's, it's great to see that he's improving for sure. Um, so, that's that's a, that's a good thing. We, we had to, you know, mention that before we go into really any um, – <laughs> serious sports talk because yeah uh you know that was like you said man that was a scary thing to see i don't think uh um I mean, even now it's just coming up on four <laughs> four days later and we still we're still like having a hard time processing yeah. words on everything <laughs> yeah. because yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you know that's that's something that's something new we just never really <laughs> never really seen that before man but uh we're gonna get ready and go ahead and move on man and we'll we'll go to, to the college ranks. As we getting ready to wind down uh, another crazy college football season, man. It's, it's over, man. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, it's really, it's really, after Monday, it's really over, man. Like, I can't believe it. I, I really felt like the season had just started not too long man. ago, bro. And now we about to, we're about to crown a national champion, you know, mm-hmm. roughly around 11-ish on Monday night, you know, yeah. depending on where you at. So, it's gonna be crazy, man. But we got TCU going up against Georgia. Uh, man, who would have thought? I mean, seriously, like seriously, man. Like, bro, T- TCU. Uh, it's been obviously everybody's been seeing that story on I mean, it. TCU was a two hundred to one odds favorite to even, I think, even make the playoffs or even win a championship. So mm-hmm. obviously, nobody saw saw this coming with their first year under uh, head coach Sonny Dykes. Um, and then obviously Georgia, um, defending national champion, um, have had their times where they look vulnerable, beatable, um, but have managed to stay undefeated, State of course here, uh, throughout the season and looking to become, um, our, our first back to back champion since I think Alabama did it in 2012, 2013. Um, uh, so yeah. it's, it's been, it's been a pretty much a, a decade since we've seen, uh, a back to back champions, um. Man, when you look at this matchup, bro, like what's the first thing that you just see that's just like catching your attention as we get ready to hear for this national championship game?
1: It's David and Goliath. And maybe not to that fullest extent, but TCU wasn't ranked preseason to, you know, at all. And so now to – be undefeated, then lose the Big 12 championship. And then to play the way that they did against Michigan two weekends ago, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a true, it's, I mean, it's really a true Cinderella story. You just don't, no one saw TCU making it this far. And I don't think anybody saw a Big 12 team being represented in the national championship this year after thinking about it, after Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, who saw a big 12 team being in the national championship, being in the playoff, you know, you know, Brent, Brent Venables. He was new at new at Oklahoma. You had Baylor. They had their year last year, but didn't really know. Um, Oklahoma state is always kind of a player. Texas had a lot of hype, but no one saw a big 12 team making the playoff, in my opinion, not that I know of. And so to have If they did it, it wasn't TCU. If they did it, it wasn't TCU. Exactly. TCU, yeah. Exactly. So to have TCU in it and having a legit shot and winning the national title on Monday night is um, is crazy. Like you said, Georgia has had their moments where they looked vulnerable. They didn't play their best game against Ohio State. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but... Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. This, I don't know what the spread is right now. I know, I think the line, when the line first opened up, it was like 13 and a half. And that's way too big, in my opinion. Um, It's 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 only going down a point. So it's 12 and a half? It's 12 and a half. That's a lot. I think that's too much. That's too much. I think that's too much. So I'm excited. I'm excited because it's something different it's something different Georgia is there and and then the usual suspects, but to have somebody other than Alabama or Clemson or even Ohio state in it to have a new kid on the scene, um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I I can't wait myself,
0: man. Um, Like, like you said, mentioning really about TCU, it it is a Cinderella story, which is something that you um, don't see that often in college football on, you know, um, the parody is starting to happen a little bit more now, mm-hmm. but usually in, in the end it's your, it's your usual suspects. It's going to be your, your Clemson your Ohio States, your, uh, your Alabamas, you know, the, your, 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 heavy hitters, you know, that mm-hmm. you are normally accustomed to see because, um, they seem to always just kind of have like the better coaching, the better players, uh, you know, the, just the, you know, the better everything. But, um, the fact that we'll have somebody here like TCU, um, but you know, when they lost to Kansas State, we were me and you both worried like, damn it, I don't think the committee gonna get them in. Yeah. They're gonna try to mess them over, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like like who else could you put in there outside of, you know, Georgia and Michigan before them? Like who else could you put in there? And you know, the committee got it right, got them in there. And I mean, uh man, they, they, they showed up against Michigan in that Fiesta Bowl. I mean, the defense is two pick sixes, um, pretty much held that that the run game of Michigan in check, I think for the most part, I mean JJ McCarthy had to do most of the things. And like I said, the turnovers happened. Um mm-hmm. Max Max Duggan was doing what he was doing. Uh big plays after big plays. I mean, you know, he, he threw I think he threw maybe an interception too, but that's that's just the yeah. mentality that he has. He's never gonna quit. Um yeah. and that was just uh I wasn't I was expecting TCU to hang with Michigan, but I didn't see 51 points coming. No, I know I didn't. I didn't see 51 mm-hmm. coming, so I was like, Man, this is really <laughs> happening right now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. for real. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what happens here for TCU because I mean, obviously, it's been like week after week after week, they've been you know, counted <clears throat> out like no one was yep. thinking, you know, they'd get that far. It's like Oh, they're three and zero. They're going up against Kansas. They got to play in. They got to play in in in, uh, in Lawrence. They're not going to beat Kansas. They find a way to do it. The, the first time they played K State, they trailed. Come back and beat them. Mm-hmm. Held off West Virginia. Played well against Texas Tech. Was undefeated and was a seven point underdog against Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and went uh, in there and beat them. And, and came <laughs> in there and went in there and beat them. And I mean, you know, they just you know rolled the rest of the way. Uh came back again technically in the Big 12 Championship against Kansas State, just, you know, just fell short. So um, they've just been a team that's just kind of been riding, man. And I don't know. they, they It's kind of almost like a team of destiny. But then, of course, you got, you got Georgia on the other side, um, who, like we mentioned already before, you know, not as dominant as they were uh, last year in, in certain mm-hmm. games, in certain ways. Uh, but time and time again had just managed, to To get it done, just to have that that championship pedigree, um, obviously, had a moment there where they were down a couple of scores against Ohio State in the in the, uh, in the Peach Bowl uh, and, and clawed their way back. And I think uh, the biggest play of that game, or maybe the 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 non play, you know, everyone yeah. talks about the the miss the the field goal being missed by the Ohio State kicker and, and the timeout that he called for the kicker, but let's the timeout on the fourth and one. Where Ohio State runs the fake punt, it looks like they they're about to get it, which probably would have, you know, it was still time left, but that would have that's yeah. a possession that uh, Georgia doesn't have. So, man, that was that was a that was, that was a wild
1: game, bro. Yeah, it was, and I I want to give the committee some credit because we give them a lot of flack and we talk about them a lot. I'm glad that they didn't succumb to the pressure and to the hype. Into the norm of when TCU lost, bumping in Ohio State and Alabama, because we've got we got the two best playoff games that we had since the CFP has started. Ever, yeah. So I, I get I want to give the committee some credit for leaving TCU in and and letting them go play ball because. I think they got it right. I think they got the top four teams in based upon, you know, losses and all that. And we got two great games back-to-back on New Year's Eve. Uh, Yeah, Georgia, I mean, that was a great – both were great games, but that game was great. I I mean, you really saw the resolve. I was confused with Georgia a little bit early. I thought this was – I thought Georgia was kind of going to try to take the same approach that Michigan was going to take towards TCU as being a little more smash mouth, and they came out throwing the ball, which really didn't make too much sense to me. They got into running the running the ball, but it was almost like they were looking to create a shootout with Ohio State, which you really don't want to do <laughs> right. with CJ Stroud and here, you know Marvin Harrison Jr. and everything. But um, you saw the resolve. Their defense didn't look – they look normal in a, in a sense. Um, you talk about that Georgia defense, and it's just that vaunted defense. And you see them and the stats and all these freakish athletes on defense, but they looked normal against Ohio State. Um, and C.J. Stroud played the game of his career, played the game of his life um, that uh, in the Peace Bowl. So um, – Kirby said at the end of the game, they got some stuff to work on because if they're going to win, if they're going to beat TCU, they can't play like they played the other day. Um, that's offensively and defensively. There's some stuff they got to they gotta get together. Um, And then TCU, I, I didn't see TCU playing as physical and being as physical as they were against Michigan. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know how exactly how I didn't have a formula for how TCU could win the game. But I didn't see it like that. And I know they still gave up 40-plus points. But regardless, the physicality in which they played, you thought that Michigan was going to be able to run the football and impose their will, and they weren't able to. They really weren't able to. Michigan got the run game going, but um, that defense stepped up time and time again with the turnovers, the pick sixes like you talked about, um, those linebackers flying around making plays. And then on the flip side, TCU's offense, every time Michigan scored, TCU had an answer. It was three play touchdown, two play touchdown, three play touchdown. Like every time Michigan scored and it looked like they were going to close the gap, TCU had an answer. So that, I mean, both of those games, man, were nip and tuck. Either team could have won, I think, you could say in the TCU game. TCU played better and the and the team that played better won that game. They that Ohio State Georgia game, you can make the argument that Ohio State probably should have won the game and played well enough to win the game. So um I don't know. I was I was glued to the TV. <laughs> I'll Man. say that. I was glued to the TV on both of them. They those two games were were great and TCU so that they belong. I, I have been on TCU all year, especially getting late into the year um, on this show, which you getting into the playoffs and all these rankings were coming out. And I kept saying that, you know, everyone was talking about uh, this team did this, this team did that, did that. But TCU had beat five right teams back to back to back, you know, five right teams in a row and, you know, en in, in route to being undefeated going into that big 12 championship. So, I felt like they had did enough, and you said the same thing—that they had did enough to earn a spot in the college football playoff, regardless when a loss. So um, they proved that um, uh, on New Year's Eve, and I think that they'll prove again, and <laughs> they'll prove again on Monday that they belong in, and national title game. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm like I, I keep saying that, but <laughs> I really, am. You know, I really nah, am excited.
0: Sh- nah, for sure, bro. I mean, it's, it's just the. The Setup of it, man, both you know, both teams um, traveling out west, going out here to LA, being in SoFi Stadium. Uh, that's gonna be uh, Which it's different. Gonna be a, yeah, that's, that's gonna different. be different. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's gonna be a show. Uh man, from a fan standpoint, too bad that they can't they can't tailgate. Uh they, <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't I don't know, man. That's kind of to me, that's kind of lame. <laughs> they're gonna have to stop some people. There's gonna be some. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's gonna be some Georgia fans because, uh, yeah, I feel like they're gonna do it regardless. Oh, yeah, there's gonna be some Georgia fans uh, probably TCU fan too. I don't,
0: I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think either one of those fan bases is gonna really follow that rule completely, bro. Because this is, yeah. I think it's just kind of <laughs> lame that they don't even want to <laughs> have them not allowing them to tailgate, bro. I think that is that mm-hmm. is beyond me now. That makes me wonder, like, dang, how is it for a Rams or a Chargers game? Like, I, I it's it's, just going to game. That's it. LA La, like that. It's not like that. Like, like that, but the stadium in Inglewood, what you like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't know, but there's going to be some, there'll be some Georgia fans down here from the South. You ain't going to be able to stop. (laughs) They'll be out there for sure, man. Um, I think the matchup
0: that we'll probably, I don't know what you, which one you might be looking forward to, but I think we might be on the same page there. Uh, Quinn Johnson, Keely Ringo. Oh, yes, sir. That was just good. you. You know what? That's it. You I, go I, ahead. I think, I think, I think that's it. That I think that's the that's the battle you gotta see because uh before he went out, which I mean, granted, I, I know uh Keely Ringo wasn't guarding Marvin Harrison Jr. the whole time because
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was before the injury happened, Marvin Harrison Jr. was lighting up that, that whole defense by yeah. himself. It was literally CJ Trout, Marvin Harrison Jr. for sure, yeah. but um you know, you know, Ringo is supposed to be a guy that's supposed to be coming out here in this this draft to be maybe one of those top, you know, rated corners, one of those first round picks. Uh, and you know, he, I mean, he didn't have his best game against Ohio State. Now he gets a mm-hmm. he gets another dog that he got to go up against him, Quentin Johnston, uh, who lit up Michigan um, in the Fiesta Bowl. Man, so I think you know, if you want to chime in on it some more, man, I think that's the matchup to watch for sure.
1: Yeah, that's definitely player to player is definitely that matchup. Uh, another big physical receiver and in, in Quincy Johnson, uh, Johnston, excuse me. Um, There's another big, strong guy. It might not be as fast as Marvin Harrison, but the catch radius, he's, he's the big play guy. He's a yeah. big play guy for, for TCU. So Ringo is going to see a lot of him, um, but I want to see that, that TCU defense against Georgia's run game. I, I want to see what that looks like. I think, I think as far as the secondary goes, they have athletes. Um, TCU has the Thorpe, you know, the Thorpe Award winner, Jim Thorpe Award winner, um, and then the corner opposite him uh, was a finalist and is is not too shabby himself. So I think the secondary will be able to to handle some things. I think Georgia will try to take those some of what Michigan did. Um, Michigan exploited those safeties a little bit, so. I expect Georgia to kind of do um, some of that, get some one-on-one matchup with those slot guys. But I want to see what TCU's run defense can do against Georgia's run game because I know Kirby Smart is going to let's let's go let's run this let's run this ball let's get them let's get them out of this three three um, this three three five let's get them let's get them going let's get these D linemen tired and these linebackers tired running sideline to sideline and just pounding these boys. So I, I want to see what TCU can do they held up against Michigan for the most part and now you have a if you say a bigger test um, a similar test in Georgia that physicality is going to be just about the same if not more so that's that's the matchup I'm I'm looking forward to yeah for
0: sure man when it come down to it bro at the end of the night who is who is winning? Who you got winning? Does TCU pull off the run, the miracle, and they get it? Or does Georgia go back-to-back?
1: I'll say this first. if If Georgia doesn't win, I'm glad I won't be in the state of Georgia because it's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> It's going thank, but honestly, thank God the championship game wasn't in Atlanta this year. <laughs> it's it's gonna if, if Georgia does not win, it's gonna be bad down here. It is going to be bad. You know I'm not a UGA fan. So part of that part of me, that part of me wants to wants to say TCU is gonna win. Uh, I I just I believe that Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett and Smart has let his team know we did not play well enough in that Peace Bowl to win it, let alone win a national championship. And I think he'll get them, whatever problems they're having, they'll get it fixed. He'll have them focused and ready to play against TCU because if they are not ready, I'm going to take Georgia. That line is still too much of me. 12 and a half is a lot. Um, I think they're slighting TCU, which will be an extra motivation. If I don't know how much more motivation they need, <laughs> really. I don't know if they need to be motivated any more than they are. Um, but I'm going to take Georgia to win it in a close game. I'm going to take them to win it in a close game. So Georgia goes back-to-back, back and thankfully I won't be in the state of Georgia when that happens. <laughs> Go
0: ahead, man. Yeah, man, you know you, I mean, you know you got to <laughs> listen, though. Listen, though. this this TCU team, bro, is is nothing to be played with. Um, Georgia, I mean Georgia, they just can't. They can't do what they did against Ohio State. They can't mm-hmm. you know, necessarily, you know, they can't necessarily. Uh, not saying that they can't do it because obviously they did, but. Against this TCU team, I would want to fall down ten points, fourteen points uh, against this TCU team, because we saw what happened in the Michigan in the Michigan game. We it seemed like Michigan made a turn, and it was like okay, they're gonna do it, and they're gonna come back, and they're gonna win, and they'll be undefeated. And it was like, like you said, each time Michigan went down and scored two plays, three plays, one play, it was just Mm. like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. TCU just was not letting up they would they didn't get they keep their foot off the neck and and i want to say that's what that's what ohio state did mm-hmm. uh especially on that final drive i thought they kind of they could have been a little bit more aggressive and maybe gotten it a little bit closer for their kicker and they kind of pumped the brakes once they got into field goal range they kind of tc was not gonna do that they, no. they're not gonna do that they're gonna keep mm-hmm. going and keep going they're gonna might try to go for six instead of just taking the three <laughs> like that, that's, they might that's, need to yeah and that, that and that's that's their mentality. there for it. Um, but I, f- first of all, there's no way I'm just not gonna pick against. Them. <laughs> I'm about to say you. I'm not. I'm not going. You already pick know against what's coming, them, man. Bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, UGA is gonna win. They're gonna go back to back, and it, it's gonna be a celebration to send those, those guys off. Right. Um, there's really nothing else more I can say on that, bro. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm go with UGA as well, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked. If TCU did win it. I, I I wouldn't be. Maybe some other maybe other folks will. I know I know me and you wouldn't be like, dang. I mean it'd be like yeah. dang. I can't believe they won, but not if, like a, they ain't supposed to win.
1: Yeah, if if you're looking just based upon last performances, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like it it wouldn't shock me. It right. wouldn't shock me. So um, it's it's a true underdog, and the line shows it. You you giving Georgia, you know. 12 and a half almost 13 points in a national title game so they're not getting a lot of respect but they're used to that sonny dyke said it if and if they would have win it for him to win a national title in his first year at at tcu who hasn't won one since 1938 My, get this 1938 they won a national championship against carnegie mellon sanders we scrimmage <laughs> Carnegie Mellon.
0: Oh no, bro. the school,
1: <laughs> Hiram College. We scrimmage Carnegie Mellon. That's wow. Division three at at that point, obviously not Division three, but now Division three program. That's the last time they won it. The team, the team that they beat, is currently a, Divi- a, a pretty solid Division three team, I might add. But we scrimmage them. That's how long it's been. So. He'd be the mayor of Fort Worth <laughs> <laughs> man, they, might him to make him, they might have to make them governor him, They might need to run the whole
0: state For man. real man But I obviously can't wait man Monday night uh, About to crown the crown of champion Which is for a, a Crazy crazy 2021-22 college football season mm-hmm. um, And Man I can't can't wait Can't wait for it to happen man uh, Gonna get ready to move on to the NFL here. Um, as you know now, we are coming up on the final week, week 18. It is here. Uh, man, it was already crazy enough when it was just 16 games in, seven, in 17 weeks now with 18 weeks, 17 games for, for most as we mentioned. Uh, it's just crazy how the NFL has done their scheduling, man, since since I can remember for the the past decade how they've been doing the scheduling here, and it just seems like it's been going the way that they always wanted to go, and it's just capturing the attention of people, man. So uh, a lot of state for a lot of teams this week. Um, Some of the clinching scenarios that we can list off right now, um, obviously Kansas City, um, if they win tomorrow um, against Mm. Denver – um, sorry, not against Denver, against the Los, against the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they will have home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. Um, obviously, the winner between Jacksonville and the Titans, um, Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans, will win the AFC South. Um, Buffalo obviously still wants to try to clinch that one seed. If they beat the Patriots and the Chiefs lose, they'll have that. Um, the New England Patriots they have to beat Buffalo. Um, well, yeah, they just win it in, and they got it, but if they if they lose, they would need a Jacksonville win, and both Miami and Pittsburgh to lose um Obviously, Miami is still in it as well. They need a win against the Jets and a loss from the Patriots, and lo and behold, man, Deaf Texas and Mike Tomlin finishing five hundred or better. <laughs> The Stilling Pittsburgh it, man. Steelers, man, the <laughs> P- they were two and six, dog. Pittsburgh Steelers. All they have to do is win against Cleveland, and need both the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose. That's over in the AFC. In the NFC, we still don't have a one seed clinched either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The Philadelphia Eagles, if they win, obviously they get um they get the uh, home field advantage and. But yeah, they get through. They get that. Or if they get a a Dallas loss and San Francisco loss, and then obviously they clinch the NFC East with that as well. Um, San Francisco trying to get a one seed, Dallas is trying to get a one seed, or even the NFC East uh, with the vice versa if they win and the Philly loses, and then that final wild card spot. Right now, Seattle holds it. They play the Rams. If they win and a Green Bay loss, they're in. Uh, Green Bay has the easiest scenario, obviously, if they beat uh, Detroit. They are in, and Detroit needs a win and a Seattle loss uh, to get their final playoff spot. So it is a lot on the line. Um, man, who do you think is the most dangerous out of – those teams, both AFC and NFC, that's trying to get that last playoff spot. So, obviously, there's three teams on each side fighting for their playoff spot. You got Mm -hmm. the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers in the AFC, and then you have the Packers, Seahawks, and the Lions in the NFC. Who is the most dangerous team in both conferences to where if they win and they get in and they get that seventh spot, that's not going to be an easy matchup for that two seed? In the
1: NFC, Mm. Man, in the NFC, in to my, in my opinion, it comes down to that Green Bay-Detroit game. I would have to go with Green Bay just because of who's the quarterback. Detroit would be a tough out too for a team that was one and seven, if I'm not mistaken. One and seven, and went on the tear, and now they're a win and a loss away from making the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, they were in, in the Packers. They were four and eight. I didn't think they would make the playoffs. I don't think you thought they would make the playoffs. They, I mean, I thought they were done, just like yeah. a lot of people. And so the fact that they are one win away from making the playoffs. Any scenario where you have to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. is not good. <laughs> and as a team, they are playing a lot better. The defense is playing better. Uh they have the run game going. Christian Watson has come along. Um obviously with Dobbs and um uh, and uh oh wow, he's oh Randall Cobb. I don't know why I just <laughs> why I just went away from me. But Randall Cobb and you know, all these you know, all these different pieces. Uh, AJ Dillon, you Aaron Rodgers is not the guy you you want to play in the playoffs in the NFC. And I don't. Who would be the two seat? Would it be Minnesota? Is Minnesota? I believe it. Or would it would be kind of depend with whoever wins or loses with Minnesota I think and so. San Francisco. With Minnesota, yeah, um, which which he I might think, not uh, want to go play San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Where, might be the one team he don't want to play. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking. Minnesota, they just you saw what he just did to Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. So, to have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and have to play him knowing his pedigree and what he can do, I, I wouldn't want to play them. I don't think anybody wants to play them, especially first round. You don't want to play the Packers and in the AFC because of Tua's health. I don't want to go with the Dolphins. I just don't know. Um, If Tua was healthy, it would be the Dolphins hands down because I think that they can beat anybody in the AFC. I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh, actually. I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh is the most dangerous because of they're playing with house money. They made the playoffs. They're playing with house money. Nobody saw Pittsburgh being in the playoffs, in the playoff hunt this year with all the questions at quarterback and not being able to run the ball and then the where the defense was looking terrible. It was, it was bad. But once again, Mike Tomlin has gotten his team in a position where they're 500. And if they win, regardless, you know, if they win, if they don't make the playoffs or not, he still has not had a season <laughs> where he finishes five, under 500 if they get the win against the Browns on Sunday. So that just speaks to him. It's a testament to him and how great of a coach he is, his coaching staff, the culture that is in Pittsburgh right now. But the run game has started to come along and Kenny Pickett has played better and they've come back and won games. Like they had to come back and win games these last couple weeks. So he's getting more comfortable. That team is behind him and they are fully confident in... Kenny Pickett and what he can do and a run game, a run game and a defense travels, especially in the playoffs. If you can run the ball and play defense, you can win football games in the playoffs in January and in February. And they're doing that right now, the Steelers are. So they would be a tough out as well um, in the AFC. I'm going to go with the Steelers in the AFC and I'm going to go with uh, the Packers in the NFC.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think those are two dangerous teams for me as well. Um, I, I wanted to say Detroit, um, but just knowing that uh, they just don't play well on the road yeah. or outside. It's, I mean, obviously we saw it uh, just the week prior to a couple of weeks ago where they really could have had a leg up on everybody right now uh, for the seasons in the playoffs. But Laying the egg against Carolina on the road, mm-hmm. so it's just like that was bad. That was bad. you know, that's a, a terrible, terrible loss. So, uh, it's just I want to pick them, but I just don't trust them on the road. That's in Green Bay in Limbo And Rodgers ain't losing to them folks, man. <laughs> that's 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 the <laughs> thing like, like, he not, not to Detroit and in Green Bay. If now if this no. was week 18 and it was in Detroit. I might would have my mind changed a little bit and be like, okay, yeah. maybe, but for sure, Green Bay is the most dangerous in the NFC, and then the AOC is it's uh, it's the Steelers. I mean, it, then it kind of makes you wonder. Which, I mean, I understand because we just we just didn't know at the moment, but it's like, man, what if they would have started with Kenny Pickett, <laughs> you know, uh, earlier yeah. in the in the season, you know, how well they could have been, man, but. You know, it, it is what it is. But to come from two and six and looking like they were dead and the fact that they just even here in this moment, you, you know, same thing for wouldn't name it all these teams that like that. Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Detroit, these these were teams were looking like they was ready to get ready for, you know, going to Cancun, man, get ready That's for a vacation, getting ready to uh just come back when it's time for OTAs and everything like mm-hmm. that. But you know, they've they've continued to claw their way on in and they all have a chance now to make the playoffs. So, you know, I think those are the, for sure the two dangerous teams, man. Um, when you look at the grand scheme, grand scheme of things, especially over in the AFC, knowing that Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to be missing that one game, so everything is kind of – I don't want to say being thrown off, but there could be some possible changes. Obviously, you know, the NFL came out saying that uh, it could be a chance that uh, – the AFC championship game will be hosted at a neutral site, I guess, depending on, you know, all the results that happened this past week, uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, what's your thoughts on that real quick? Ask that one more time. Uh, you, the You know, the NFL considering having the AFC championship game hosted in a neutral site mm-hmm. um, because of all the, what, whatever happens this upcoming weekend because of the, the cancellation of, the Bills-Bengals game. Like, what's your thoughts
1: quickly on that one? It's tough, man. It Because that game held so much. There was so much at stake in that game. I mean, you're talking about the Bills already beat the Chiefs. The Bengals already beat the Chiefs. And then if either team, if you're the Bengals and you win that game, now you've beat the two teams that everybody has talked about. Being the favorites to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, you've beaten them both, and same thing for, same thing for for Buffalo. The neutral site thing, I think, it's fair. It's fair because Kansas City has played one more game than those other two teams, so it's only fair to play them on a the neutral site. Especially when both of those teams have beaten you. If if there was an AFC Championship game. Between Kansas City and one of those two teams, Buffalo or Cincinnati, and that game was in Kansas City, I lose my mind and I'm not a fan for either team because head to head we beat them. And I want, and personally, I want to see Kansas City win a road playoff game. They play, <laughs> all, they play all the time at home. I want to see them go on the road. And I, it's, I mean, I just do. And we talk about, I want this to turn into a Kansas City conversation, but. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and, and all this, and the Chiefs and everything. All these games they are winning in the playoffs are at home. And they earned the right to play those games at home. But go to Buffalo in January and win. Go to Cincinnati in January and win a playoff game. Uh, so I think it's only fair that you play at a neutral site um, if it comes down to Kansas City and one of those other two teams. Um, so I, I think it's cool. I that's the best case scenario, in my opinion. That, that you could have came up with that, you know, as quick of a turnaround as you had to come, you know, you had to come up with it. So, I, I have no issue with it. Are you kind of surprised that they wouldn't, that the
0: league wouldn't try to make that game up, um, knowing the fact that you know that they got that, they got that two week period from the a- the championship games and then the Super Bowl. So, like they mm-hmm. could have you know, I guess use, you know, push the playoffs back and just use that extra week for everybody else really to still kind of get healthy and go. Um, but they just decided not to. So you're kind of surprised that the NFL didn't try to find a way to squeeze that game in there still maybe?
1: Yeah, I I, I am surprised. I thought that they were going to try to find a way to, to, to play it. I believe it was Matt Hasselbeck. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they that, that said just, just make it a tie. Um, and that would have, you know, I don't know how that would have affected the seeding and all that. But just to have a tie on there. So there's still 17 games on their record. Um, I thought they would try to make it up, but they don't want to push the playoffs back, which then would affect. Maybe not pushing the Super Bowl back, but, you know, the bye week between the championship games and the Super Bowl, that would affect all of that. So I guess, you know, they just decided we'll just call it a wash and go from there. Um, So I am kind of surprised that they didn't decide to make it up. But also, too, if they play in the playoffs is one thing, but I don't know if the two teams will want to play that game. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if those two teams will want to play that game as quick as a turnaround as it might have been in two weeks and, you know, do you play, is it back in Cincinnati and, you know, back on the, back on the scene where all that happened, you you know, so there was a lot to go into it. And if I'm Cincinnati, it was supposed to be a home game. I'm not going to Buffalo, (laughs) you know? So, you know, there there would have been a lot more to, to be determined if they were going to make it, you know, try to make it up. So I think I was surprised, but you know, it's, I think they made a good decision.
0: For sure. Man, so we're going to get ready to go into these pick Uh I mean, it's a, it's a lot of games. We, we honestly could have spent the whole – we probably could have spent the whole show on picking games, really. That's how crazy so <laughs> crazy week 18 is because so many teams are involved with yeah. see, the way the effects of seeding is going to be and everything like that, but – uh we just focused on three and we just we just mm-hmm. keep it at that. uh but we can still add on who we think would be in the playoffs. So yeah um obviously first game on tap we're gonna roll with um is tomorrow night prime time. Uh this is winner take off for the AFC South. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, uh, Man, we talking about all these other teams. Jacksonville is the same way. At one point, they were yeah. four and eight. I thought they were just kind of, you know, they were improving, but just thinking that you know there would be another five, six win season for them. Uh, but they've reeled off four straight. Now sitting in first place in the in the AFC South, and they got the Tennessee Titans, who were uh, I think at one point seven and two, and now they've mm-hmm. lost they've lost six straight. Um, Josh Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback again for this one. Trevor Lawrence uh, trying to make his name in here and and possibly get into the playoffs. Uh, It's been a long time. It hasn't really been that long, but it feels like it. It's It's been a while since Jacksonville has kind of been, I guess, in a game like this, you know, since that that 2017 run that they had. So,
1: man, um, who you got in this one? Jacksonville. You know, I'm always the one to root against the Titans. <laughs> so I've been that way. I've been that way since we've, since we've been doing this, this podcast, man. I don't really care too much for the Titans. So I'm going with Jacksonville, but <laughs> not being funny. Josh Dobbs versus Trevor Lawrence. That kind of what it comes down, comes down to, um, I think, you're going If you're Tennessee, you're going to have to rely a lot on Derrick Henry on that run game. Jacksonville knows that. And I, and anytime you play Tennessee, the, the game plan is to stop Derrick Henry and stop the run game. So that's nothing new. Um, but they're going to put pressure on Josh Dobbs to win that football game. They're not going to let Derrick Henry win that game for the Titans. Um, and with it being in Jacksonville and the way Jacksonville has been playing as of late like you talking about they, they route up four straight four straight wins I'm going with Jacksonville at home to get the W I think they'll they'll come out on top and they'll represent the AFC South it's the Titans have their window man it, it's it's gone they that window is gone for them you have some some young guys on on the off on the offensive side of the ball but I think that window that Super Bowl window has, has closed, and I think Jacksonville uh, slams the door shut on them tomorrow. And
0: I, I I hate that this is happening for the Titans, though, for sure, um, because injuries is playing a lot yeah. in it too as well. Just the fact that they don't have everybody that they need uh, in this in this time. I um, mean, they you know they got some guys back that's that were. Uh, heavily involved and participated a lot in practice this past week after not having to play um, that previous Thursday night game against the Cowboys. So, that was that. Um, I mean, obviously, Josh Dobbs gives them, at this moment right now, a better chance than than Malik Willis, unfortunately. Um, But, I mean, unless Derrick Henry can come out and have one of those 200-yard games, man, I just – I don't think they can do it, man. So I'm gonna go with Jacksonville as well. I think Jacksonville goes ahead and and, and comes out of the woodworks, finish nine and eight, and and lock up that AFC South, man. Because technically, there's a way for them, them in Jacksonville, to still make it as a wild card, but it's just way too complicated. Um, (laughs) I think they would just need need everybody to lose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think they'd just rather everybody um, lose. Yeah. I think they'd just rather go ahead and try to win the division that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I'm gonna go with. Jacksonville as well. Man, next game on tap, um, we mentioned them before, obviously, uh, the Buffalo Bills, so we got New England who, obviously, their situation is their win. They win and they're in. Um, Easier said than done because they're going to go. as a Buffalo team who still is trying to get that one seed because if they win and Kansas City loses on Saturday, uh, they get that one seed, so Man, who you got in this one between the, the, the Patriots and, and the Bills? Do you think the Patriots go ahead and lock it up or the Bills open up the door for those other two teams in Miami and the Steelers?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo. And I'm going to go with Buffalo because off of emotion with what happened this past Monday and hearing the good news and everything that's going on that stadium is going to be rocking that stadium is going to be rocking the fans are going to be there it'll be emotional pregame and even during the game but i think buffalo will ride that emotion and this is a this is a rivalry game like new england and buffalo don't like each other anyway um <laughs> they just they just don't and i would say maybe more so Bills fans do not like the Patriots at all. I've encountered my first Buffalo Bills fan in my life, working with an uh, offensive coordinator, and he cannot stand Tom Brady, the uh, the Patriots. And he just, whatever it has to do with New England, he just can't stand it. So with the emotion riding high, and um, I think that they'll, the Bills will be able to refocus and get everything together. And what better way? to ride that emotion and then in the Patriots season by beating them and not allowing them to make the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to go with the bills. I think the bills will be able to get it together and win this game on, on Sunday as well.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think the bills get it done too. Um, Cause they got, it'd be, I think it'd be different if, if the game might've had finished and they would have came out on top last week and, they they knowing at that point, no matter what, would have I guess well, no, they still would have had to be, probably been still playing for the one seed still this mm-hmm. week. So um they, they got a lot riding. They still trying to find a way to get that one seed. So obviously the, the Bills ain't shutting down nobody. And I mm-hmm. don't think for a second they would try to let new out of all teams New England get in. So um I'm going with Buffalo too. like you said that crowd's gonna be rocking. Um uh, it's it's gonna be emotional. Um, yep. It's, it's going to be hectic, but in the end, I do think that the Buffalo Bills will take care and, and eliminate the New England Patriots and open the door up for uh, the Dolphins and uh, the Steelers and we figure out who gets in between there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously the last game on tap, man, the the, the Sunday night finale, um, Detroit, Green Bay, uh, it's pretty simple for the Packers, win and they're in. Detroit needs to win and a Seattle loss to get in. Uh, I think we kind of already hinting at who we got winning yeah. this one.
1: <laughs> uh, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Like you said, if if this is going to be played at four Field in Detroit, maybe I would feel as confident. But playing at Lambeau Field, it, it was, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. There's no way they lose it. If they lose this game, I would be surprised. I'll be shocked if they were to lose this game. I can't see them lose this game at home. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Green Bay.
0: I'm right there with you. I'd be shocked if they did too. I, there's just no way I can see them lose to all teams. Detroit in in Green Bay. That's <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that they can't they can't lose to Detroit because obviously they already lost to them earlier on on Thanksgiving. Was mm-hmm. that Thanksgiving? No, not Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry, that no. no, was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they but they did lose to them in Detroit already. There's no way Green Bay is losing to the Lions at home. That's just that's, that, that's not gonna happen.
1: That's a that's a bad if if they were to lose. That is a bad look for Aaron Rodgers yes. it's a terrible look for Aaron Rodgers so uh, uh, they better show up because <laughs> Detroit's not a pushover Detroit's right. not a pushover so they better show up they better become ready to play man for sure a lot of good games going on man
0: week 18 so when when it comes down to it Give me, give me your teams that's all making right. it in NFC. Uh, if you want to see them, you can. It don't matter. But I mean, because we know okay. who's six. Six of them are already in on both sides. But let's who who's, all, who's getting
1: in and who's left out. All right, so for for the NFC for the NFC, I'm gonna go obviously Philly, San Fran, Minnesota, Tampa, Dallas, New York, and I'm gonna go Green Bay. Green Bay wins, and Green Bay's in, Um, which if everything holds, Green Bay will go and play San Francisco, which, as we alluded to earlier, is not the best matchup (laughs) for Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Weather-wise, it would be all right, but outside of that, he just can't find a way to beat uh, San Francisco in the playoffs. In the AOC, it gets a little more tricky. Um, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I'm taking Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville Beats are the Titans, and they'll represent the AOC South. The Chargers, the Ravens, and lo and behold, the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers win. They beat Cleveland, and the Steelers are back in the playoffs. Mike Tomlin finishes 9-8, another season, finishing at least 500. He finds a way to get it done. He finds a way to get it done. So I'm, I think the Steelers will be the last team that made the playoffs. I think they'll be the last team to make the playoffs. Miami, my two was just I. That if is, if yeah if he was playing I would say
0: I would if well. If Zach Wilson was playing, I would take the Dolphins too. <laughs> if Zach Wilson was playing, I would take the Dolphins, but yeah, he ain't yeah. playing. It's gonna be Mike White, so
1: yeah, he might so do I'm, a little bit better. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm a roll with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are rounded out in the AOC.
0: Yeah, in the AOC I'm going I'm I don't. I can't. I don't see Kansas City losing to the Raiders. So um, Kansas City, one seed, uh, Buffalo, Cincinnati, um, Jacksonville. Uh, since since we picking Jackson, since we picking Cincinnati to win the division, they will drop Baltimore to the six spot, so I, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, so they're yeah. be charges, charges at five, but Baltimore is six. Uh, I'm right there with you. I think the Steelers get in at seven. I think I think uh, Buffalo takes care of New England. I think the Jets upset Miami just because there's no two playing. Um, and that's going to be that. Although I would like to see Miami in the playoffs, yeah, I, just, I would too. I just don't think um, I just don't think it's going to happen, which, which is sad. Cause that's like. That's a collapse in itself too, because at one point they were eight and two, eight and three. Um, Yeah,
1: they They were. I mean, they were right there to win the division. Yeah, they were right there to win the division, and they went on that road. It was San Fran, Chargers, and I think Uh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went on that thing, and it was that was it. Um. So yeah, yeah. So
0: that's that's why I got in the AFC and the NFC. I'm right there with you. I think, I think Philly ends up still winning, getting that one seed because I, I believe Jalen Hurst is going to play this week. The Giants are already in, so they're kind of they're kind of already mm-hmm. kind of locked in at that six spot, so they really don't have anything else to play for. Um, so I think Philly ends up winning. Um, I think San Francisco will go ahead and beat the Cardinals because you know, they don't they're, they're done. So uh, it'll be Philly, San Fran, Minnesota is there in the three spot. Tampa's in um, at their fourth spot. I think Dallas is there at five, the Giants at six, and Green Bay at seven. Um, I think I'm, I'm right there with you, so I'm, I'm going the same way. Man, as we get ready to wrap up wrap up the show, man, first time doing this on, on the video. Um, hopefully, you know, everything is all all good and all well, uh, but man, any last shout-outs you, you want to give out as we uh, get ready to wrap it up? Yeah,
1: it's not normal because now we're going to <laughs> so we'll do a video, man. Uh, but the same as always, man, I want to thank, uh, thank the Lord. Thank uh, God for being able to see another another year. Yeah. Um, 2023, be able to make it to another year um, and everything. We haven't been on the show since this, but happy belated birthday, my brother. Man, appreciate you. Appreciate <laughs> belated you. belated birthday and everything, but just uh, blessed to be able to do this. I'm into the new year. Um, and I think the big word for me this year is just consistency. Um, I've been kind of back and forth with that a lot, just being consistent in whatever you do or whatever you're doing work. Um, if you're doing whatever business podcast, whatever it is, just finding consistency, being disciplined in that, um, throughout, throughout all of 2023, man. So I'm excited for what this year holds. And uh, just for myself personally, for the podcast, for you, Sanders. And uh, ready to get this thing rolling, man. Ready to get it rolling.
0: Man, yes, sir. Man, same for for me, man. Um, Obviously, um, like I said, blessed to see another birthday. Blessed to see a new year. Um, Just very, very thankful for that. Um, Glad to try to um, continue progressing here. Um, with the podcast and really just everything like in in life, man, this, this is going to be a, this is going to be a good year. It should be a blessed year for, for, for you, us, many, everybody, Uh, hopefully that it is for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, y'all continue to continue to like, and subscribe to the podcast, man. Um, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, at, continue to just support us as now we go into this new venture doing the video. So we got it for y'all. We're going to try to get them up on YouTube for you as well. Uh, man, follow the Instagram uh, at EMS underscore podcast underscore follow the Twitter uh, at podcast underscore EMS man, just continue to uh, to spread the word out on the podcast as we try to keep it going and, and keep it growing um, as always man, love black women, cherish black women protect black women, no means no no means no you know it's a new year, same as still applies. Ain't nothing changed, man, for sure. Mm. Just keep doing what y'all doing, man. Um, and like I said, I always continue to, to support us, man. We, we really love it, uh, especially now since we're doing video. Get ready. Guests are going to be coming. It's on the way. We're going to start getting them lined up here so that way we can um, have more stuff to, to go on and to create more content here and there, for sure. Man, yeah. Um, Until the next time, man, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast.
1: Peace.